Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to Goonies World. I am Meanie, also known as Ryan, and joining me as always, Johnny Fira, also known as Sean. Hello there. And Goonie, also known as Colin. Hello. And I believe we are returning for the final time to a uh, ancient, uh, well, I guess it's fairly ancient anyway, world of Vikings. Yes, we are playing Gerbs Vikings, and we are sometime in the Middle Ages in the world that our Viking friends would call Midgard. And before I get much further, I want to thank Pound Sound UK for the music you're hearing right now and Svengvari for the music that you'll hear in uh, most of the rest of our episode tonight. But to quickly recap, over the last six, well, over the last five episodes, our heroes, the mighty but fearful Thor Thorson and the mystical but delusional Umlaut Topknot were driven out of Norway by Bolg the Bulge. After they humiliated Bolg's nephews, the jealous Thorolf Smoothtooth and Ingve Hump, uh, in a homegang or a judicial duel, Thorolf had told lies to King Harold Fairhair uh, about the amount of taxes that our heroes had collected for the king because Thorolf was jealous and resented that the girl Carrie was in love with Thor. And one thing led to another, and... There was the threat of a family feud with their uncle, Bolg the Bulge, and so Thor and Umlaut left Trondheim with Carrie and her brothers seeking a new life in a land that Umlaut had a prophetic dream about. And first they sailed to Zetland, where they did battle with the Picts, who killed Carrie's brother Sigurdsson. And you guys took some livestock and other booty from there, and then sailed on to the island of Foroyar, where... You rescued a shipwrecked Christian monk, Brother Brendan. And then uh, together with him and uh, Carrie's brothers and Carrie, you sailed to Iceland, where you were taken in by the Viking lord Ingolfer and asked to kill the terrible monster Wendell. However, Wendell proved too great a foe. He struck fear into the party, and he killed Brother Brendan and Carrie's brother Gunner. At least I think it was Gunner. She's got a lot of brothers. And then you were forced to flee that fight, and Ingolfer sent you away, more or less in disgrace, but he let you keep the chain shirts and gold rings he had given you. And so, searching for the fabled land of Greenland, the party's Drakkar, or longship, was upset by a humpback whale, and another of Carrie's brothers, Mopsy, was lost at sea. And Thor had to rescue Carrie from drowning, and it's a good thing he did because Carrie had revealed that she was pregnant with Thor's child. And after sailing into a horrific tempest, just a terrible storm, the Drakkar was blown way past Greenland over a matter of days, and the ship was terribly, terribly damaged. But finally, we reached the strange shores of the far southwest beyond Greenland and the tall moss-covered trees resemble the lands of Umlaut's dream but soon after landing there in your broken ship you were attacked by near-naked warriors natives of this newfound land called the Beotuk and their leader Tumathok spoke your language actually uh 
There was a there was a fight, of course, but because of the language, uh, further bloodshed was avoided. Uh, it seems that Northmen had come many winters ago. Tumathok said, and came to live with the Beothuk and taught them the North Norse tongue. But one of them made them sick, so they killed the Northmen and ate them. Uh, Tumathok invited you guys to stay and to help the Beothuk in their battles against their enemies, the Micmac. And he told you there's a good clearing in the forest to the west where you could grow grains and vines, but there's a monster there called Niagwahe, the naked bear, who was once a man but was cursed by the gods of the sun and the moon for eating human flesh. And so if you want to stay here, the Vikings, you will have to kill Niagwahe in order to claim your place in this newfound land. Now, Timothak gave the Vikings wives, all Carrie's brothers, he was given wives, and uh, Omlaut, you were given a wife if you want one, and when we last left off, you were all sitting among the birch bark wigwams of the Beothuk village, feasting, when Timothak suggested that the basic laws of hospitality demanded, and reciprocity, demanded that Thor share Carrie with Timothak. So you sit there in the firelight, uh, during this feast, Thor, how do you respond to the suggestion that Tumathok has made that Carrie should be at least lent to Tumathok? Because as you can see, culturally speaking, these Beothoks, or Skrylings, as Vikings called them, uh, are quite free with their women folk. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, he's just going to look over at Carrie and kind of try to gauge her... Uh, feelings on the matter much as she did when you asked her how many wives you could have in our last episode she gives you a a look that would spoil fresh milk and you get the sense she is not at all interested in being shared with Tumathok well you see um, it is not up to me it is up to uh, up to her to to decide what she wants but she if you if you could see the look on her face you you probably see it you probably realize that she does not want this and Carrie says and in fact I am with child and when Timothy hears that he says oh well it is very unlucky to lay with a woman with child therefore I withdraw my request and uh, Umlaut, you look over and you can see that the ghost of Brother Brendan, which no one but you can see because you're delusional, is sitting next to you. He's, you know, again, he's all semi-transparent and glowy like a forced ghost. And he says, not only is it unlucky to lay with a, a pregnant woman, it is immoral to lay with a woman when not married. I don't suppose you are considering taking a native wife, my good friend Umlaut, says the ghost. I am considering it, yes. Uh, well, then you must undergo the sacred rite of baptism so that your marriage will be blessed and you'll not be living in sin. Well, what does it entail? I mean, I think uh, I remember something about hearing about this. Something to do yeah, with water. Yeah, and you're just going to have to... You're just going to have to remember, even... I'm going to make you, you, as a player, will just have to try to remember, because this is not a real ghost, you know what I mean? He 
he can't give you any information that you don't already have or think. So whatever you think being baptized would entail, that's that's what it would be. Yes, I I think I it's I know it involves water. Uh I think I must waterboard my wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think it, uh, I think I just have to, like, you know, splash around in the water a little bit and Yeah, you have the feeling, yeah, you get the feeling it's, it's sort of a bath of some form, and then you, you have to agree that you're going to follow, you know, Christ, which is what he kept calling the, the God that he worshipped when, when you knew him. But, uh, they lead out a, a lovely lady for you, though, and... Uh, Tumatok introduces her as Lawana. Her name means laughing water. Do you wish to lie with her this night? I do. Okay. Well, do you, you want to splash around in the laughing water? Well, that counts as a baptism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to try to sort of baptize yourself first and in become a Christian at least in your understanding of it? Yeah, I think he wants to play. All the sides, you know, yeah, get on the sure. good side of all the gods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, why um, not? so he will strip down and wade into the stream mm-hmm. and um, just kind of splash around and get himself cleaned up until he kind of feels purified, I guess. Okay. Well,. All this, all this happens, you know, to the great amusement of the Beothuk. But the rest of that night, though, you do lay with uh, back, the ghost of Brother Brendan shrugs from the shoulders. Says, "That eh, is close enough," and uh, and says, "Well, now, now you are a Christian. You are a follower of Christ. You will, you'll go to heaven now." Okay, uh, <laughs> I guess that's good. Oh, yes. I don't know if I... I think I will have my option when I die. I will see many roads before me, and I will pick which one that looks the most enticing. If if that is the case, says Brother Brennan's ghost, then then death is not unlike life, for there are always many roads before us. True. But the rest of that night passes without incident other than the fact that you guys lay with your wives. And the next day, over some cold breakfast, Tumatok says, When you go to defeat Niagwahe, you must not take all of these Northmen that you have with you. Maybe just that one, he says, pointing to Jurgen. Actually, can't remember if Jurgen already died or not, but uh, we'll call him Jurgen the Younger, just in case. Uh, he's a pretty beefy guy because Niagwahe the naked bear will hear and smell so many of you coming so I would take merely one that way you can be stealthy in the woods I of course will guide you through the forest okay I hope this naked bear has has no relation to Wendell uh, another beast that we fought that was just too powerful for us. Uh, I, 
I know not this to admit it, but we will have to we will really have to try something different this time. Well, I have something that will help you, which our warriors do. And some women are bringing out clay bowls, and there's you can see there's pigments in the bowls, and he begins painting up his face. And I suggest you do the same. And, uh, you know, he's got red paints and blue paints and some white paints. And uh, do you wish to put on the war paint of the natives? Yes. Yes, I think that yeah. will help. If you oh, yes. I don't know if it will help, but I am willing to give it a shot. Oh, yes, it will help. Brother Brother Brendan's ghost sitting there, which, again, only you can hear. He goes, and I tell you, what will help is you paint it in the sign of the cross. That is what you do. And you cannot be defeated in battle. Well, I don't know if you are telling the truth. Seeing as oh, how yes. you were defeated in battle. But yes, because I did not I did not paint the sign of the cross. You remember I told you, and of course we didn't roleplay this, but he told you all kinds of crap, you know. And mm-hmm. I told you that the great emperor Constantine, he had the, his men paint the sign of the cross upon their shields, and that is how he became the emperor of Rome and made Rome a Christian nation. So therefore, I strongly suggest, my friend, that you will be invincible since you paint yourself with the sign of the cross. Yes. Well, it can't hurt. I think I will... Sign, I will paint a sign of the cross upon my chest. <laughs> Meanwhile, while he's having that conversation, Tumathok kind of sidles up to you, Thor, and he says, Your friend, who is he talking to? Well, he... He sees spirits that we can't always also see. Oh, he is a holy man. Mm, yes. Mm, in a manner, <laughs> in in a manner of speaking. Well, this bodes well. This bodes well. Well, let us bring your friend Yergin and let us go. And so you guys head off into the primordial forest, full of huge trees and giant matted hangings of moss, like curtains, and there are flowers and berries and profusion and it's definitely a land of plenty and you see also plenty of signs of game unfortunately for Thor plenty of signs of deer but you don't see any actual deer and after a few days of travel you come to a clearing where there's a meadow with tall stalks of wild grain and a huge like glacial boulder covered with vines with deep purple grapes on them it's actually the fox grape, which is likely why the Norse called this part of North America Vinland. Uh, but as you approach, a uh, round of robins and an asylum of loons cry out and scatter. You can tell I've been researching my, what do you call, groups of different kinds of birds. So, if you ever need to know again, it's a round of robins and an asylum of loons. Both... Uh, birds are very common in this area at this time but they scatter and fly away into the forest as you come in and then you can hear a low terrible 
growl. And suddenly, up upon the great glacial boulder, leaping up on top of it, you see a large bear. It's bigger than any bear you've ever seen. Only it is completely bald. It's got no hair at all. Uh, which is really disturbing. It gives it a disturbing aspect. And it has human hands on its forelegs with long claws. And it rears up and roars as if trying to warn you away. Now, uh, you're still within running distance from it. And you could loose arrows if you wished to do so those of you who have ranged weapons Jurgen is certainly going to fire one of his arrows but we might as well go in turn order before we do that and uh I don't think either of you have a move of seven correct but not Guaje does so he will go first but that's what he's doing he's trying to scare you away he's rearing and roaring on his turn and then I believe it would be Umlaut, and then Thor, and then Jurgen. And Tumathok hangs back, chanting, trying to uh, bring the blessings of Sister Moon upon you to aid in your conflict, which may or may not work. So, Jurgen uh, um, will do that on his turn, but Umlaut, what do you do? can see that it was once a man and I hesitate to kill this man who was cursed but I don't know of a way to end the curse without killing the beast and the man but um, I suppose I will uh have to let loose an arrow. I suppose you will have to. So, let me go ahead and look at your bow score there on your skill level on your character sheet and roll that or less on 3d6 to hit Nyagwahe, the naked bear. Ah, I rolled 666. Oh, my God. That is a critical failure, my friend. A terrible critical failure. And a critical miss. Uh, Means that your weapon breaks, my friend. It's all part of the God's plans. Apparently it was. Apparently it was because your weapon breaks. The The string just snaps right off that bow. You're going to have to spend some time to repair it. And, uh, Thor, you're st- you don't have a ranged weapon, do you? No. Uh, do you wish to do some running and uh, cover some ground so you can attack in melee at a later time? Or what would you like to do? Uh, I think, yeah, I think he's just going to, like, pull out his, his sword and wave it around menacingly and, and scream a war cry and just kind of try to scare this thing off much in the way it is attempting to do uh, to us. Okay, well, I mean, I've heard that's what you should do with bears, right? Raise up your arms, scream and yell, make a big noise. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't know that that works on supernatural, you know, bears that 
were uh, that are naked bears that were transformed into <laughs> naked bears by eating human flesh. But it's certainly, yeah. Oh, maybe we just have to clothe it, and the curse will be gone. It won't be a naked bear anymore. Certainly, there's a lot of yelling going on between. Between Thor and Nyagwahe, there's a bunch of yelling going on. And now Jurgen, Carrie's brother, looses a shaft of his arrow, and he actually rolls a 7, which is pretty nice. He's going to roll his damage, which he rolls a 3, but because the arrow is an impaling weapon, that damage gets doubled, so he does 6 points of damage to Nyagwahe who now has an uh, arrow sticking out of him. And at the top of the round, Niagwahe leaps out, leaps off the rock and begins lumbering forwards towards you guys. Uh, he, he, you guys are 18, or I'm sorry, they're about 12 yards away. His move is 7, so he covers more than half that distance. He gets about 7 yards. So he's about 6 about five yards away from you guys. You know, it's about 15 feet running towards you uh, when it is your turn, Umla. What do you do? Well, I will uh, bring out my sword. You're ready your weapon. Yep. And that's about all you can do because curve turns are one second. So, right. Yep. You're ready your weapon. And. Yeah. I guess I sword. will just. Can I. Shout, or is that a uh, an extra turn? To you can scream for you can scream completely freely. I mean, it has no strategic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would just want to shout. You have tasted human flesh, and I'm afraid there is nothing we can do for you now, except for in to end your misery. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. Now, uh, if you want to run that six, uh, Thor, he's six yards, he's five yards away from you, and your move is six. You can make it to him. The only way you could then attack would be uh, to make a wild swing, but it might not be better than, you know, it might be better than nothing. Uh, Wild swing, of course, carries a penalty. But or you could stay where you are at, or you could rush forward and make a wild swing at a minus five penalty. What would you choose to do? Uh, well, you know, um, Thor. Or you could negotiate with it, like you know, I like to try. I don't think Thor. I, Thor's pretty dumb, but he's not dumb enough to think that he can negotiate with this thing. But he is afraid to fight it, um, so he's going to continue attempting to scare it away. Okay, yeah, and just holding your ground, yelling, and uh, as it rushes forward towards you guys, and Jurgen, uh, he's got about one more, one more attack. Now he's got to ready his arrow is what he's got to do. So that's what he's. Gonna, that's it. And on the next turn, the Aguaje is plowing into you guys and. He uh, attacks Jurgen because Jurgen's the only one that's hit him with the arrow. And so, oh my god, that is a five. 
And since Nakiwahe's effective skill is a 15, correct me if I'm wrong, GURPS people, send me an email, but I believe that since his effective skill is a 15 and he's rolled a 5, that is a critical hit against our good friend, Jurgen. And Jurgen is unable to dodge out of the way of this blow. So he's going to roll his 2d minus 2 of damage, which is going to be a 6. Altogether, it's going to be 9 points of damage because it's cutting. So there's a 0.5 multiplier. And with those claws, Jurgen is cut badly. Now he can take 11 hits, so he's staggering, reeling. He's taking more than half, right? He's taking more than half of his hits in one blow, so he's knocked down. Which is a GURPS thing. You know, which we all have to try to remember, which I often don't. But Jurgen is slashed and falls, taking more than half his hit points, and he falls to the ground with an involuntary yet manful scream. And it is Umlaut's turn, and now you're right there in melee. You've already prepared your sword, and what do you do? I shall cut you down for that and I will swing my broadsword. And I rolled an eight. Okay, this certainly hits Nakwahe, who is unable to dodge. He only dodges on a six. Okay. Ooh. So I rolled a... My swing is one... D plus three, I rolled a six, so nine, and then the yeah. extra damage. Well, yeah, yeah, so it's going to be half that rounded, so it's going to be altogether uh, 12 points of damage to Nyaguahe, who, you know, has already taken six. So he's... Uh, He's already got an arrow sticking at him. He's got a great slash in his uh, naked side. You can see the bright red blood because there's no fur to soak it up or anything. And Thor, what do you do? Well, Thor um, is going to get <laughs> continue screaming uh, and trying to rile himself up into a fit of rage. And But he's going to swing his sword six, seven, ten, rolls a ten which isn't a great roll but it does hit yes it does, yes it does and uh, there is no blocking or parrying or other form of active defense that uh, he can make, although you know what, I have to give him four hits back because I forgot about his damage resistance of two so, but go ahead and roll your damage Ooh, that's going to be 14. Oh, well, my, my. So, even with the damage resistance, he only had 8 left. Because that was a pretty uh, significant wound that Umlaut had just delivered. And just to be certain here, he has 0 or less hit points left. He's in immediate danger of collapse. And... Uh, he collapses and he's unable to fight he's uh, conscious he is obviously at your mercy 
And congratulations. Through but, bold action. So you have defeated Nyagwahe. That was uh, considerably easier than Wendell. Yeah, but, he was not nearly as tough. No, but Jürgen here is sure uh, injured. Pretty bad, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, Jürgen is pretty bad, and, and Tumathok is actually... Well, Tumathok doesn't have to do it, unless one of you guys has first aid. You should always let the players make the roll. Either of you have the first aid skill that you can try to patch up your friend... Yeah. I do not. Yeah, why don't you see what you can do? Let's see what I can do. I'm not very good at it, but. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> well, I'm going to get those devil horns out because it's 666, baby. Oh, really? Again. <laughs> again. Wow. Again. I think I might have finished him off. I don't know. Unfortunately, you have a critical failure on your first aid roll, which takes two points away, two hit points away. Two happens to be exactly, exactly what uh, Jurgen has left. So, you know, you're trying to, like, staunch the bleeding. You got your hands over it, but, you know, blood's just gouting, gushing up between your fingers. And uh, he's down below zero hit points now, and he makes his, his health roll. And, no, he, he expires. He's gone. Poor Jurgen. And yet another one of Carrie's brothers has fallen. But uh, I'm not to blame. Uh, It was (laughs) the bear, of course, that did these wounds. I did my best to help him. Uh, Yeah, there was nothing you could do. Yes. It's very sad, though. It is tragic, but I know... I I believe now I know where he will go and I do I see him to his I mean he did kind of well it's close enough he is close enough to dying in battle yeah close. he's close enough and and indeed you you uh you hear the angelic singing only this time you're not sure what has gone different in your mind but rather than seeing the Valkyrie ride down on her flying horse from Valhalla you see you see an angel an angel of the lord comes down and gathers up your fallen brother of course obviously nobody but you sees this but uh, angels of the lord come down uh, playing harps and carry fallen Jurgen up into heaven and uh Brother Brendan is standing next to you all of a sudden and pats you on the back, and he says, You see, you see, heaven, Valhalla, is all more or less the same thing, brother. It's all a matter of one's point of view. Yes, I see. uh, It looks very beautiful. I would be happy to go to heaven when I die in battle. Oh, yes, and of course you will will wait until the end of time, of course, and... uh, if you remember me telling you that at the end of time you will do battle with Satan and his minions. And this is not unlike this Ragnarok you speak of. So you see, my friend, I believe there is only one God, but he has many different faces. Yeah, yes, it uh, does have a certain logic to it. Hmm. I think you might be right. Well, well, 
Tumatok is singing a, a chant of praise to Father, Son, and Sister Moon uh, that Nyagwahe has been defeated. But I guess uh, we didn't actually like finish him off, did we? Or or did he die immediately? Well, well, I mean, he was he was unconscious, but he was at your mercy, and I didn't actually say it. But you guys could just like you know stab him. He's laying there unconscious. There's no sense in sitting there rolling dice to do that. But no, we didn't yeah. actually specifically narrate that. So I think we can go ahead and do that now. Uh, everybody can hack up Nyagwahe, the naked bear. Now, <laughs> I think that this new god that I am worshipping would probably prefer uh, we bury this thing that once was a man. Uh, You just have to you know, make some gestures and say some mumbo-jumbo and um and it is all okay. And he will go to heaven. Well, if you'd like to take the time to do that, then you go right ahead. Of course, we have Jurgen to worry about as well. But Yes, and Jurgen deserves a nice burial because I saw with my own eyes the angels of the Christ God uh, take him up to heaven. But he might fall back down if he does not get a burial. That's true. That's true. But, uh, you know, and of course, you know, Carrie is going to want to, you know, a stone or, or something put, put up over his place of burial, which is the uh, acceptable Viking funeral if you can't, like, send him out on a boat, you know, a flaming boat. So you probably have to carry him back. But when you do finally get back, after the painful process of burying Nyagwahe, which Tumatok thinks is strange, but he doesn't. You can see now that you guys have powerful medicine, and he's not going to interfere. And there is great rejoicing in the Beothuk village when you guys return. And, of course, there must be a funeral for Jurgen. But uh, the ghost of Brendan said to you, you know, instead of raising... The standing stone, you must raise a great cross over his grave, brother. Will you do this? Yes, I think I have to. It okay. must be done. Very well. In that case, a uh, great cross is raised, a great wooden cross is raised there in the, just outside of the village. It's going to freak out some French guys here in about 400 or 500 years when they get here, when they see that cross. But uh, anyway... After that, there's a mass wedding with all of the Beothuk women and Carrie's surviving brothers and Omlaut and Luana. And so uh, it is a time of great, great happiness. And the field that you guys have cleared out of Nyagwahe is now ready for the planting. You know, there's already was wild grain there that could be harvested and grapes, but it's uh, just enough room for several of your traditional you know, Viking houses and I feel comfortable saying that many long years pass here in this newfound land 
you build your houses, you help the Beotuk in their wars with the Micmac. Kerry gives birth to a fine son, and what do you name him? I was joking and calling him Thor, Thorson's son, but what, would you have any other ideas for a name for him? Thor wouldn't. Thor wouldn't. Thor, no, Thor, he wouldn't. It has to be like Thor, Thorson's son. Yeah, he's so young Thor Thorsonson is born. And Lawana gives birth to a fine young half Viking, half Beothok boy. And what do you name him, Womloud? Uh I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh Top Well, he needs a top he needs the top knot name, right? Um Well he needs a, it would be Umlautsen. He really wanted to be like he would have well, his own name true. and then either Umlaut's son or a nickname for like a last name. I will name so, him Brendan uh, Umlautsen. Brendan Umlautsen. Very nice. I think that's an excellent name, says the ghost of Brendan, who's sitting by you. And of course, you're going to need to baptize him. <laughs> uh, oh, that's easy. Yeah. And in fact, all of the people, all the Beotuk people, after seeing your powerful medicine at work and seeing this big cross now, over the next decade or so, they all adopt this really weird, not very well understood version of Christianity. And uh, But like I say, time goes by. And after 14 winters have come and gone, Carrie's brother, Rogi, he comes to you both one day, and he says, Thor, Umla, we have been talking, and we feel that our sons must visit the land of their fathers and go through the rituals of manhood with our holy men and seek out wives of Norse blood, lest our people become completely assimilated in with these scrailing folk. So now that our drakkar has been repaired for many long years, we ask that you, Thor and Umla, return to Trondheim so that our sons may claim the patrimony of their fathers and so that your sons, Thor, may reclaim the patrimony that was stolen from them. What, do you, what say you, brothers? Well, it's so nice here. This is the land of plenty. I have not thought about returning, but I m- must say that you know, the Viking ways are all but disappearing here. And we mm. want our our kin to appreciate well what we appreciated. I think we we must go back. Hmm, perhaps you're right. Um I would not want I would not want them to grow up all the children to grow up with no knowledge of all, at all of the homeland. Yeah, and you glance over meanwhile and you see your kids. They are basically indistinguishable from all the little Beotuk children running around. You know, they're wearing you know, similar clothes. They've been playing with them. They can speak their language fluently. And uh, so even though you have respect for these people, yeah, something about their homeland. Carrie, Carrie seems to nod with approval and uh, give her blessing to the journey. Yes. We have 
Viking blood are restless, I think. We must always be on a ship sailing somewhere, conquering some place, and battling and raiding and all that. And here, I have grown to uh, to appreciate peace, although we I know we have our differences with other tribes, but there is something that just is gnawing at me. Maybe I will find it back in Norway. Well, maybe so. In that case, you say your fond farewells to the friends you've made in this newfound land and loading up men and supplies you make the long trek back to Norway and you have many adventures on the way which we obviously do not have time to recount here but eventually very long time later you reach the shores of Norway that you have not seen in so many years and you sail up the Nadelva River and once again see Trondheim the land of your father's and you can see the, the banners of King Harold Fairhair are gone. And in their place are the, the banners of his son, King Eric Bloodaxe. And as your Drakkar beaches there near Trondheim, there's great excitement in the community. People are rushing down into the water. And suddenly there's some looks of recognition. Even though you guys are older now, you know, maybe there's some gray hairs. But you hear some shouts... Thor Thorson has returned and Umlaut Topnot has returned and the, the news is spreading very quickly throughout Trondheim and soon there's a crowd of men come swaggering down to the water's edge they're obviously relatives of Bolg the Bulge you can see that from their family resemblance and one of them says Think you that we have forgotten about the feud between our families? In this case, they're a lot younger than you. They must have been little kids, you know, when this happened. And uh, two of, about several of them square off against Carrie's brothers, and two each square off against you. And you are old men now. You would do best to sail back across the water from whence you came. <laughs> Think you that we forgot. And now I'm Russian again. Think you that we forgot? Uh, oh, oh no, we have not forgotten. That is why we've returned. You see, yes, we cannot forgive the burning of our houses. That was a very disrespectful act. We have run out of our home. We found a new home, but now we have returned to seek. Our vengeance. Well, and with that, again, so there's two of these young men. You haven't seen Thorolf Smoothtooth or, or Ingve Hump yet, but uh, there's two of those guys on each of you, and a battle breaks out. They whip out their their weapons, and it looks like there's about to be a fight, but you hear this voice go, Hold! And everyone immediately turns, and coming, walking out from, you know, the main log house with the banners of King Eric Bloodaxe. This guy was about 13 the last time you saw him. But he's a fine, fine young man. 
comes walking down. It is Eric Bloodaxe grown. That is not how we settle things. This is a judicial duel. This is a home gang. Someone summon Thorolf Smoothtooth and Ingve Hump. The bulge, the bulge is no longer here, and it is they who will settle this matter now. And so there's a great deal of talk, and it takes a while for them to uh, to be located. Meanwhile, all the members of their clan grumble and back off. And soon, looking rather glum about it, uh, there's a great big fat guy who you barely recognize as Torolf Smoothtooth. The years have been good to him, you know. Uh He's obviously been rewarded your your land store, and he's been subsisting on all your revenues, and he's he's gotten rather rotund. But he comes out. Ingve Hump still looks like he's in decent shape, you know. Aside from the hump, he's still got that huge two-handed axe. And everybody clears out a space there next to the water's edge, next to the uh, Drakkar, and King Eric Bloodaxe claps his hands and he says now the gods will determine justice let the home gang begin and we must fight and as usual umlaut you will go first i think we go ahead and pair you guys up against the same two you were paired up with in the original home gang although there's no big bonfire to throw smooth tooth into this time unfortunately thor but uh there's a huge crowd of people all around you, and Umlaut, what do you do? Ingve Hump's already readied his big two-handed axe. I will rid you of that hump with my sword. I'll swing. Uh, that will be an eleven. Well, you're going to hit him, but he is going to successfully parry that with his readied weapon. Unfortunately for him, that does make his weapon unready. He has not thought that one completely through. And uh, Thorolf Smoothtooth will go next, and then Thor Thorson, and then Ingve Hump. So uh, Thorolf Smoothtooth makes a wild swing with his broadsword. You know, he's also armed with a shield. But he, he misses very badly. It's not a critical miss, but it's damn close. He's got a 16, and it's a wild miss. And he's not even that unskilled. He needed a 14, but he's missed. So uh, it is your turn, Thor Thorson. All right. Well. And, um, and, of course, your sons are both watching, right? Like young young Brendan and Thor Thorsonson are both watching their father's fight. And, um, well, I'm just going to swing my... Oop. Goddamn dice on the floor again. Oh, goddamn. Two, three, five, six. No. Nice, nice. Not quite a critical, but that was close. But imagine he can block and or parry or do something. Well, he's going to try. He's going to try to block with his shield. He needs a seven, but... He has a 13. He's not blocking that. Then he is hit for 13. Okay. Have you already applied the 
No, that is 13 with just the base damage, not added swing stuff. Oh, well, dear God. It's cutting. Oh, my goodness. He is absolutely... The guy's got 11 hits, okay? And furthermore, he has a disadvantage low pain threshold, but not that that would matter. Thoroff, smooth to it, just crumbles. Just crumbles to the ground. Obviously, his best fighting days are long behind him. And uh, he crumbles the ground. He makes his health... He d- no, he does not make his health roll, so he falls unconscious and crumples to the ground. Ingve Hump screams in rage and readies his weapon, but that's all he can do on his turn. And then it is your turn, Umlaut Topknot. I assume you're swinging with your sword. Yeah, but um, I have missed. You have missed. Okay, well, do you want to use your luck? Because you can use it three times per game hour, and we're about done, and you haven't used it yet. Yeah. I noticed you didn't use it to save poor freaking Jurgen, so you might as well <laughs> use it now. Yeah. I'll definitely use it to save my own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that give me, a re- another... Reroll or? Yeah, you get up to three. You can make up oh, to yeah. three and pick the best one, actually, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't need to roll. Again, I know this one hits uh, for seven. I mean, it. I get a seven, and then. Yeah. Unless so, he's going to. Unless he's going to. He has readied his weapon. He will try to parry again, but oh, he needs a seven. He gets a nine. So you're going to do. Did you say you rolled a seven, or you did seven points of damage? I haven't rolled damage yet. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Because he does not parry it. And that would be eight without the cutting. Okay, so, so that's going to be twelve. Twelve, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is exactly... So he has zero health. He's going to make his... Health roll, he gets a 14, and he also crumples into an unconscious heap, and if you guys wish, you may finish them off. Back there, cries from the crowd. Finish him! Finish him! The gods demanded! Finish them! And do you guys want to finish your your old enemies? It is not Christ-like, but... We are in Norway, <laughs> and I think uh, we do things differently here. So, yes, I don't want any more blood feud. I want it to end here and now. Okay. With the Thor, death about you? of this man. Um, so, I, I think that... But just as a brief aside, I think that sometime during the 14 years, Thor um, bought off his one point quirk of being afraid of fighting. (laughs) Right, right. Sure. Yeah. Um, But yes, uh, Thor will just stab a smooth tooth through the heart. Okay. Yeah, I think in one of those many battles where you were helping the Beotuk against the Mi'kmaq, you got over that. And yeah, so he stabbed. Yeah, I will stab... um, What's his name? Ingve. Ingve Hump. Mr. Hump and his yeah. hump. 
Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> King Eric Bloodaxe comes down and he puts his hands on both your shoulders and he says, Well, the gods have spoken. I was a lad when I last saw you in the first home gang against these two. And my heart was against their actions even then. Um, my heart was against the actions of Bulk the Bulge. As much as I honor my father, I think he erred in letting you leave these lands. So, I now restore you to the lands that were taken from your father and your father's people, Thor Thorson. And to you, Umlaut Tobnod, I award the lands and revenues of Ingve Hump. And you are now... I accept. You'll now stay here amongst us. Unless, of course, you wish to go back to where you came from. Will you stay here with us? Or will you go off a Viking once again? Whoa. Whoa. I'm sure you have your land to tend to for a while. Then we will grow less restless again. And I'm sure we'll be off to another adventure in another land, perhaps. Perhaps, but but I think we should we should let our sons live here for some time and learn the ways of of the Nor- Norwegians. Yes, they must acclimate themselves to Norway and to the customs of their ancestors. And uh, for a time, we must stay here. Okay. And so with that, we end our uh, six-part GURPS Viking adventure. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And one more time, thank you, Pound Sound UK and Svengvari, for the music we've used over these last six episodes. And I believe next time we'll be back, and Ryan will be running something completely different. That's the plan. Yeah, on uh, Goonies World. So we will see you then. Hey everybody, if you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world, and check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.